Genre. This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome to Theme Park This, the only podcast that dares ask the question, just how many studio parks are really too many? My name is Scott Corelli, and with me, of course, I have Kyle Crane. Hello. And Brian Green. That's a trick question, because there's never too many. You know, we can only, you can only have, you need as many parks as you can to have just like generic buildings, you know, all right. around. <laughs> well, well, maybe, maybe Holly, Hollywood Studios Paris was one too many. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Fair point. We do have a guest today. Uh, I want to welcome to the show Cody Lunsford from We Need to Talk About Spider-Man. Welcome to the show, Cody. Hello, hello, everybody. Hey. So Theme Park This is a podcast about creating the theme park of our dreams based on any subject, concept, or IP possible. Each episode includes a park made up of restaurants, mid-tier attractions, and e-ticket rides using nothing but our imaginations. Today, we will be working together to create a park based on the style and filmography of some of our favorite directors. And uh, that's why we have Cody on. Cody, Cody comes from the We Pick Picks podcast, which is all about the real best pictures of each year. Um, and uh, who else should we bring on to talk about? Um, the best directors who belong in a theme park. Uh, Cody, what 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 is your sort of like background with your um, theme park fandom specifically? Well, I did move to to Orlando in September of this year, and I would say seventy five percent of it was to get closer to theme parks yeah. uh, that I could attend on a regular basis. Um, it's really interesting. I um, I took a theme park course in college like i had always like liked theme parks and then i took that class and it was all about like appreciating like the the world building and all the details and yeah. all that kind of stuff and after that once i graduated for college the the big trip that my family did was to disney which is the first time i had been back since i was a kid and radically shifted uh i guess my life trajectory because now i was like oh, i have to move to orlando i gotta go there more often and uh i've been a couple times since i've been here and uh disney fan first i would say universal i don't shake a stick at but it's not my favorite uh six flags is my enemy and i do <laughs> not speak of them <laughs> I think it's the enemy of all theme park fans, all true yeah. theme park fans. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, I, I grew up in Birmingham, and mm. Six Flags in Atlanta is the closest theme park mm. there. So everybody was like, oh, yeah, we, we love it, right? And I was like, no, it's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> Which is sad, because that's one of the better Six Flags, I think, too. Oh, no. So I've heard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, um, we are going to be figuring this park out uh and this is gonna be interesting so we've all come to this with like our own sort of film filmmaker that we want to focus on and then we're gonna we're gonna build out the park from there um so let's start uh going around uh, brian who did you bring i'm a little worried we're gonna have uh might have crossover here scott uh, sure because yeah we love this director very much both of us uh but i went with edgar wright 
Oh, okay, good. I didn't go for Edgar Wright. So oh, that's, good. That's okay. great. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was real concerned about that. I was like, oh, should I? Okay. Uh, yeah, so Edgar Wright, you know, I, I love his films. He's one of my, you know, he's my current favorite director that's currently working mm-hmm. right now. Like, he, you know, the Cornetto trilogy, Scott Pilgrim, Baby Driver, you know, they're, and, oh, what's his new one that's coming out? What's it called? Uh, Last Night in Soho. Yes, that looks incredible and super spooky, yeah. and I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. 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 I mean, Edgar Wright, definitely my favorite director, um, hands down. And w- the weird thing for me is that it, my favorite director used to be Sam Raimi. Uh-huh. And then I discovered Edgar Wright. So, like, <laughs> you can kind of see a pattern in the style mm-hmm. of director that I really like. <laughs> You're on brand, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, okay. So how do we want to how do we want to tackle Edgar Wright in uh, in a theme park? Uh, you know, I think we need to, I think the land needs to be like an idyllic village, you know, it's like, Mm. you know, pretty little, you know, English town, um, with, uh, lots of pubs, but we'll, of course we'll get to that, uh, because we are going to have lots of pubs in this, in this park, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, in terms of like the park in general, like the general entrance area, I feel like, you know, we've had so many studio parks. That was what we were joking about at the beginning. The sort of generic like back lot kind of thing. But I think that there's a way of doing it that is not as cheap and half assed as it's usually done. Um, and, and I'm just trying to figure out what that is, because I do like the idea of walking like, you know, quote unquote, onto a set. Uh-huh. And that's each land is like a set. Um, right. Yeah. So what I think I think a way that you could do this is you could start off. As you're entering the park, like like on the entrance, the entrance looks like the entrance to a uh, uh, to a back lot or a uh, um, soundstage, and then as you get closer and closer to the rides, to the the themed stuff, that's when like everything starts to come into play. So you can see like a gradient of like. Okay, uh, over here towards the entrance is you know all studio looking stuff, but then once you get closer to the rides, that's when like everything starts to be more in theme and it's like a transition into that world Mm, okay all right i like that um all right very cool so okay so edgar wright um yeah village makes sense london Mm -hmm. would make sense it's Um, hard to a loop in baby driver and scott pilgrim at that point though right that's true Mm -hmm. um though it's about their filmographies it doesn't need to be I don't think the lands necessarily need to be like specific to a world. Like it doesn't need to be like we don't need a galaxy's edge. It you know right. it doesn't need to make sense. Uh-huh. Um, in in our galaxy's edge, we can have like Boba Fett and Darth Vader walking around <laughs> with like Darth Maul and everybody else. Cool. You so mean the galaxy's edge from four years from now? Yeah, <laughs> when right. they finally yeah. give up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The absolutely. Tatooine expansion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so what? Uh, yeah, so I I think we can fit all of that in. Um, mm-hmm. To me, it, it seems to me that like the the obvious e ticket is Baby Driver, right? Oh I mean, yeah, that, that feels like the obvious e ticket to me. You could do like a Guardians of the Galaxy, like Cosmic Rewind, or not Cosmic Rewind. Um, uh, I mean, maybe those ride vehicles, but uh, the uh, 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 Mission, Mission Breakout. Breakout. Thank you. Sorry, uh, Mission Your Breakout. Ride, Scott. Jeez. I know. No, I know. It just <laughs> fell out of my brain um, because I immediately went to Cosmic Rewind. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, the Mission Breakout thing where it's like a different song. You oh, know? yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and, that's and, good. 
Yeah, and then it's like a like a big like e-ticket kind of like racing roller coaster. Uh-huh. I I love the idea thing. of what could be really cool is because that ride or because that movie is so like everything that happens in that movie is so well timed with the music. What if the the ride had a different pace based on what song you were listening to? Mm-hmm. I think that could be real cool. So like, oh, like it's oh, a little yeah. bit faster when you got uh, bell bottoms, you know. But then you got you know something else going on. Like you have another song that's you know a little bit slower and a little bit more low key. I think that'd be real yeah. cool. That would be cool. Add a lot of re- uh, rewritability. Yeah, and, for sure. And what if you could like select your song, like rip it, rock it, or whatever. The a rip ride rocket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and then you can go to the secret menu and get moving right along. You know, <laughs> it's a very like leisurely pace. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm take it slow this time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I want. I've, I've. I think I've said this on the on the show before, but I want the uh, the cars and test track vehicle. I want that, but something that could drift. So mm-hmm. it uh, so it's like being pulled from the front, but then like all of a sudden the back wheels spin out, and and uh, I think that could be really cool. I think I would yeah. add a level of uh you know. Uh, dy- dynamics dy- dy- dynamism i don't know uh, whatever <laughs> yeah. that word, what word would be uh that that could make those ride vehicles really dynamic and a lot more interesting yeah yeah i i also really want i mean i would i think i would basically just want this to be a recreation of the opening scene uh-huh. uh because it's like arguably the coolest car chase in the whole movie um arguably yeah uh, right. b- but uh it i love the the um the moment where uh, a baby has to like drift around that uh, that car, the the truck, the delivery truck that like suddenly pulls into the alley, and he has to like do that weird drifting maneuver oh, to like yeah, avoid yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Uh, I think that would be a really cool thing to try and recreate on the ride. Oh, that would be so cool! Yeah, yeah, I'd, like really amp up that danger, yeah, you know, that surprise. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, um, all right, what else? about this land well i mean we have to have the uh we have to have all the pubs in uh uh, world's end all of them all of them every single (laughs) one and 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 then we we also need the pub from Shaun of the dead so we're 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 gonna be drinking hot fuzz oh yeah for sure yeah Oh man! So that's that's four fifteen pubs because you have to you have to have the you have to have the post apocalyptic uh, uh, rising the rising sun pub at the oh, end of, of the world's end. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that is that is uh, fifteen pubs. Um, is there a pub in Hot Fuzz? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah okay. yeah that's so that's so we're adding that's that thirteen there, okay. pubs plus the 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 two the one in Sean and the one in the Winchester and. The one in the hot and fatalas. Who's? I, oh my god! I also think you probably thing. might as well, since you you have so many, just throw in the club from Scott Pilgrim as well. <laughs> yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah just have not? them all. Like have yeah, like a whole like. Uh, I mean, life you know, realistically, like you know, if we wanna if we wanna make this like an actual theme park that you can actually make, <laughs> um, you know, realistically, what you could do is you could have one just like. Perf- like maybe just the Winchester because that's like the most popular yeah. one or just the World's End or something like that. But um, you have uh, you have uh, on tap, you have like 15 beers and they are each of those pubs. Right. Um, you know, you have like a you, you can do, uh, you know, a pint of the World's End. You can do a pint of, I don't know, the first post, the old familiar. 
mm-hmm. um, that sort of thing. Uh, I had I, I was thinking of something along those lines. You could uh, set it in it's like a town festival, and all of them, all of those bars have a booth. Oh, sort of yeah. like food and wine festival, and you, so yeah. you can hit all of those individually without actually having to go physically to those bars. Yeah. You you could also maybe do you know in Simpsons World when you go in there it's all the different restaurants like inside it's almost like food court esque yeah. you oh, could like true. maybe have a big building and it's like divided into the fifteen different ones but it's just one mm-hmm. big restaurant yeah. truly mm-hmm. yeah that's true too so you order your stuff and you just find space mm-hmm. I still like the idea of having special beers yeah uh, absolutely for each of the pubs everyone I like the idea. I like the idea of getting like the tester tray and there's like 15 <laughs> beers on it. Oh, and Scott, it's like you I want that. <laughs> yeah. And you just you you call it the golden mile like that's what it's called. Um, and you 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 just order that. And, and if you get to the end and you're not, you know, you haven't passed out. We're starting off our, our our park day real drunk. That's what yeah, we're doing. Yes, yeah. Well, they bring you a pot of coffee after it's done. Like, Here you go. <laughs> sober nice. up. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, that's really great. Um, what about an attraction? Any ideas for an attraction? Uh, we've already did. We already did a whole Scott Pilgrim park. I know. It's yeah. So we could just we could just throw one of those rides in there, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just go back, listen to our Scott Pilgrim episode, pick your favorite ride from that episode, and then just listen to that, and then come back. Oh, we'll give you a moment. <laughs> yeah. That's you one just of the attractions, here, Scott. <laughs> Man, that's a great Scott Pilgrim attraction we have there. I love yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> really I think it'd be cool to have like a full like Cornetto trilogy ride. You know, oh, that kind of like goes through all three of those. Yeah. yeah, starts off as like a zombie type thing and spins out into like a full blown like cop action chase thing and yeah. ends up in whatever you know, whatever you could do with uh at the world's end. Yeah. Well, robots, robots, <laughs> robots that aren't yeah. robots. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I love the idea of a of an animatronic uh, Pierce Brosnan <laughs> with mm-hmm. his like Qui Gon beard. <laughs> 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 I really like the idea of that, um, and a an animatronic Timothy Dalton from Hot Fuzz. Uh, oh for yeah, sure. oh he's so yeah. good in that movie. Yeah. Then you've got to do Bill Nye from uh, uh, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. One elder statesman animatronic for each movie. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And you can follow sure. like the Nick Frost and um Simon Pegg characters kind of throughout, you know, yeah. since they're mm-hmm. in both of them. Yeah. I mean, that's where I would put the animatronics. I don't know that I would do many animatronics from Baby Driver. I think I might would skirt that a bit. <laughs> well, I I we could we could just we could put out there is a there is a Kevin Spacey animatronic, but he only gets wheeled out on Christmas Eve. Uh, to do his little one of his little like video <laughs> speeches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. With a with a Brian Singer animatronic filming it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I hate it so much. Get rid of me. All right, well, you uh, spoiled my part, but uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's cool. I mean, I think I think the big thing with a any Edgar Wright attraction though is that you kind of don't want it to be easy going. So like this dark ride that we're talking about for the Cornetto trilogy, I feel like we need to figure out a way to have uh, like quick cut sequences and like close ups and things like that in a ride um, because that's that's his whole 
aesthetic, right? Like, so like, uh-huh. how do we get his aesthetic as a director into this land? Hmm. I. <sighs> I hate to say projections, but I think projections is the way to go about this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking maybe motion simulator to kind of, you know, you really kind of have to force the eye on this one, I think. Yeah. 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 Maybe a combination between the two. I don't know. Maybe it's going in and out of motion simulators. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, scenes. I'll be honest. I'm kind of dying for Edgar Wright to make like a big movie because I really want to ride one of his movies at 4DX. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, it, it feels like it would be abrasive, but I want to experience it uh, because I, one of my favorite things about 4DX is when, you get a movie that zooms in to someone the the chair recreates what the camera's doing so oh. like it like tilts tilts back and like sort of drifts um and i i love the idea of uh the chairs doing that in his like extreme close up montages and stuff like that um but uh yeah i don't know maybe that maybe we just have a theater with a with like uh like a a 40x experience in there Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right do do it like soren but like just turn the knobs up so it like moves you closer <laughs> yeah the screen and stuff perfect like that. yeah that's perfect um all right so let's go with kyle what did you bring man this was such a fun thought experiment because uh all the different directors i was thinking about like who do i like to see as opposed to whose park would i like to go to and i was like you know, see anything Steven Soderbergh does. Like, he's probably my favorite working director today. But not a whole lot of stuff he's done could be, like, a cool amusement park, you know? True. So uh, I was tossing around a while, like, well, who's a good visceral director? I mean, technically, like, Michael Bay and Zack Snyder would be ones that could probably make some pretty good amusement parks out of. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, theme parks out of. Uh, but the one I went with, uh, I, f- I was like, well, how has nobody done something related to these materials yet? And I went with the Wachowskis, uh, Lana Wachowski and Lily Wachowski, who, um, of course, did The Matrix and uh, Speed Racer and uh, everybody's favorite, Jupiter Ascending. Uh, so, <laughs> um, as well as I just watched Bound for the first time recently. And that was kind of in my mind, which I thought was going to be this like like lurid kind of like uh, movie. And it turned out to be like a really good film noir. Uh, for the time and I kind of think that it kind of is the setting for the feeling of the entire park mm. yeah, or, or this area of the park would be kind of this like neo-noir uh, pardon the term neo-noir uh, kind of like um, street level thing because it kind of mixes in well there with also with the, the matrix at the same time and big parts of Jupiter ascending also take place in a, a city as well yeah um, so yeah the Wachowskis is is who I chose to to go with god I love the idea of just like dog people face characters walking around <laughs> that's <Yeah>. the best <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that's a movie that just like I'm just I'm glad that it exists. Yeah, you know, like, that's all oh, I can man. say. About I had it. such a good time watching that dumb movie. Uh, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's great. I um, feel like you have to have street performers doing the like storytelling that uh, Tom Hanks in uh, Cloud Atlas when it's like the future <laughs> and he's like speaking and that, yeah, uh, yeah, that would speaking, be great. Speaking the truth, truth. <laughs> speaking um. the truth, truth. So you just have like a performance where they tell you a story uh in truth truth yeah that's perfect <laughs> i love that um I, but uh, you know now with less yellow face uh preference yes yes <laughs> mm-hmm. um 
So let me think. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I definitely want a speed racer ride with a bunch of projections. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, a Th- bunch that, of, like, pretty anime much projection stuff. Make it Mario Kart, but how Mario Kart should have been made. <laughs> yes. Should have been. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Full-blown um, test track, but at full speed the entire time, with just like, you know, a visual uh, seizure-inducing delight for yes. the eyes. So <laughs> oh, no. that, that may yeah. be one of the easiest ride concepts that we've ever come up with. Yeah. Just yeah. like Speed Racer, just what the movie had. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Yeah. Well, but, but, but I want to add to that because I don't just want it to be test track. I want it to be able to be – I want it to be on a track that is like – a roller coaster so we can we can have a loop like a, an inversion mm-hmm. because there are inversions in mm. the roads in speed racer um, yeah so the the idea of being in like a test track vehicle and then it goes upside down is bonkers and i want that yeah <laughs> yeah it could kind of be like the, the the tron ride with all the tubes and stuff but instead of like the like blue and white that they use use a lot of those like technicolor things mm-hmm. and since it's a tube like mm-hmm. go because one of the things that i remember in that movie is like going all the way like upside down like you said so mm-hmm. being able to like spin within the tube i think would be pretty interesting yeah 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 because there because the other part of it too is like i i think about um those sort of like multi-track coasters where it's like mm-hmm. uh you know where you kind of shift tracks um somewhere in the middle of it you could do that and in the transition you do the projection like you know there's all those transitions in speed racer where like somebody is like talking and like spinning like around while like the background is changing and you can do recreate that feeling while you're on the roller coaster as you're switching tracks and then oh, race off yeah. into another direction um which i think would be really really cool and yeah the i definitely want to recreate that final spin at the end of the last race like that you're talking about the sort of um corkscrew Mm-hmm. kind of spin mm-hmm. in in a tunnel that's just like bananas where yeah uh <laughs> definitely would end in some people getting motion sickness but god it would be cool i think uh, you have to race too i think it has to be yeah. multiple cars going out once yeah. so multi-track kind of so nobody yeah. gets to be speed though like, like i feel like you can't have one car be speed and then the other cards be some generic other other car that nobody knows <laughs> so the Mach 5 is held for the Make-A-Wish kids who come in, yeah. or some little kid in line or something like that, and then all of a sudden just pulls into the track and everybody applauds. I just shave yeah. my head, and I'm like, alright, I'm a yeah. sickly child here. <laughs> I'd pull out my cancer card for that, you know? There you go, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so what's our restaurant in the Wachowski land? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Uh, I was th- so I was thinking about food in these movies, and uh, you know, in the Matrix, there's uh, several like very nice restaurants they go to in the Matrix world, but there's also like that goop that they eat on side of the Nebuchadnezzar, right. which uh, I think actually both of those could be kind of cool yeah. to go to. Um, uh, the uh, the Merovingians restaurant would be like your high end. Like, well, uh, what if we did a thing where it was like it was the Matrix restaurant, like you're talking about, but. Um, we do a thing like in the Pim Test Kitchen where they take the little pretzels and they make it into the big pretzels. You see, uh, like you see, like video of like the goop dropping, but then like a steak comes out. You know, like oh, yeah, where, that's cool. Where that it's would just be like, great. Oh, the yeah. Matrix is making you think you're eating a steak, but really you're just eating that protein goop. Okay, I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, rather than actually making people eat the protein goop, uh, as funny as that is. The idea of the protein goop being like an Instagrammable food makes me laugh, but. <laughs> <laughs> you could also tell people, well, that's why it's a you know, $56 steak and not the goop. You thought you were paying for the goop, but it's this expensive steak. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. That's what yeah. it is. 
no, I like that. Um, yeah, I, I think we got to have a Matrix ride, though, right? Oh, for sure. Uh, that, that would be the uh, the um, rise of the resistance of this thing. And I, I kind of a little bit of a storyline set up for it that uh, because of the end of the Matrix, we don't know what the Matrix 4 is going to be yet, where the machines decide to kind of have a, a peace setting. Uh, they're actually letting people uh, from the real world go into the Matrix and kind of like check it out to see if they want to become a battery or not. <laughs> uh, and while in there, they get hijacked by uh, some rogue AI that is trying to force them into it. So you're trying to get out of... So you would actually go from like the, the city, Zion. Uh, was it Zion? Yeah, Zion of the city. Uh, in like a little cart type thing up through and into the Matrix itself. So you could have both the, the real world with the giant power loader looking gun guys or whatever and then actually go into the Matrix itself. Um which uh, I think would be kind of cool. Yeah, um, it's really interesting that you went in that direction rather than the like the opposite direction of like you're in the Matrix and you get out of the Matrix. Um, <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's it's interesting that you chose to go in that direction. I think. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know why that came to me that way, but uh, for some reason I'm, I'm I'm thinking the Matrix is good now. So you know, <laughs> but uh, that could sure. that could come up with some pretty cool. Um, you know, like uh, we, we 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 have to get you out of the matrix, and then also put you through about like a bunch of action scenes. But how to mix in like bullet time and stuff like that would be an interesting uh, right. kind of thing to to figure our way out. Because because um, what my immediate thing was like, oh well, you you got to recreate the feeling of being like woken up out of the matrix. Um, mm-hmm. Like, but like I don't know how to do. I don't know how to recreate that feeling. So what do you call it? Uh, the uh, the Avatar ride, uh, Flight of Passage, is something really cool, I think. Like, with the 3D glasses, they pr- essentially, like, shine light on it that makes it look like... I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Like, they essentially shine light into your eyes, and it reflects reflects off the glasses. And yeah. they, that does a re- that's a great transition from you sitting in this, like, vehicle, and then they do that, the the doors open, and then you're, look- you're staring at the screen at that point. And it's a cool mm-hmm. trick. Yeah. It's a great trick. I think it would work really well for this. Yeah, not enough people talk about that. They also do 3D without dimming glasses, which is insane. Like they just invented that technology. Uh-huh. You know, it's um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, something like that would be very cool. So maybe it's a 3D ride too, where you you know you have special Matrix glasses on the whole time. To, oh you know, yeah, they wear stuff. the sunglasses. That's true. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, that's oh good. some like 1999 <laughs> ass sunglasses. I love it. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I think this would be kind of a good opportunity to mix in some stuff like on the uh, the Amazing Spider-Man ride at Universal, uh, something kind of like that. That's the kind of like idea that I'm, I'm kind of going in between real sets with like animatronics and stuff and mixing in some some stuff like that. To oh, yeah. Maybe sometimes the real world is breaking through to the Matrix also. You can kind of see through it. Yeah. As they're trying to pull you out. That's really cool. So, that's 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 yeah. yeah, that's a cool idea. I like. Well, that. and I, I, I think that would work well with what the rumors for what matrix four is about because apparently the idea Mm. in that one is the matrix movies exist in the world of matrix four that's the only piece of information that i know what yeah and i don't know that it's true it is just the thing that i have heard um you know on on the web on the well what what better way to to trick you into living in the matrix but to say like oh those were just movies you know right you don't know what you're talking about right this is the real world that's that's interesting i'd heard that there was a test screening and that people have seen the movie now but Mm -hmm. i didn't know any details about it so that's interesting yeah Um, so so you could have those like breaks like you said like maybe it's like multi-level like mm -hmm. breaks popping through yeah 
Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I think it'd be cool to kind of like have, and I don't know how they do this in Rise of Resistance, but some of the walls fall away sometimes to like laser blasts and stuff. But it'd be cool to see the code of the Matrix actually like physically represented in the spaces around you. Oh, like yeah. A wall kind of blows out and you see that whatever that stuff is, that kanji or whatever falling down. So. Oh, also, cool. the yeah. big the big wow factor room in this ride has to be uh, a room full of like a like hundred Agent mm-hmm. Smith animatronics, you know? Oh, oh yeah. That would be cool. <laughs> just like you go into a room and they're just surrounding you. Um, that would be uh, really overwhelming and cool, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Anything else for the Wachowskis? No, I think I'm I don't good. think so. I think that's that's the strongest uh, foot forward with their properties. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, Cody, what, who, who did you bring to the table? All right. So this is... You know, trying to figure out a director and we didn't know each other's in advance. So I was like, okay, let me not pick one that seems like too (laughs) obvious. I was like, Spielberg is probably my favorite director, right? But A, he's overrepresented in theme parks already. And, you know, I I don't really need a Ready Player One ride. So I don't want to go to that well. Universal Studios is is basically a Steven Spielberg park. Exactly. So I was like, I I, I can't do that. Um, As much as I would love... As much as I would love to ride a, a Bridge of Spies, I was ride, just about um, to say Bridge of Spies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or yeah. or or, or uh, the ride, uh, a Munich ride, or something, um, something <laughs> super depressing. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I went with Drew Goddard. I, I tried to swerve, um, okay, which okay. yeah, I I kind of teased out by tweeting about Drew Goddard yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott saw that because I think he should do the Tower of Terror movie that's in development. Um, because he directed Bad Times at El Royale, which I think has a, a vibe that I would want to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he is who I chose. Yeah. Um, you know, Drew Goddard's great. It's, you know, and you can cheat and, and add like a third film, an unofficial third or fourth film. Cause like he wrote Cloverfield, mm-hmm. even though he didn't direct it. Mm-hmm. And he wrote, uh, The Martian, even though yeah. he didn't direct it. So, you could you could mix those in in the addition in addition to Cabin in the Woods and Bad Times at the El Royale. Well, I have restaurant. a cheat. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I have a cheat. I'm not going to reveal it yet. I want okay. it to come up when it comes up, but I do have a cheat. But I, but I did have all those his his written work. I do have as like oh they're future expansions. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to them later. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah. So I focus only on things that he directed. Oh, okay. um, but. My cheat, I, I I find funny at least. So, so what does this land look like then? So, I think the land is, you know, we kind of talked about before that, like it's going to be a little messy, you know, because we're 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 approaching the director's filmographies. We're not trying to like time fully. So, I think you like walk in and it's a town you know, kind of like an industrial area because you definitely want the cabin in the woods section mm-hmm. to look like the lab, I think. Yeah. Um, and then the bad times at El Royale, you want it to look like the hotel. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I you know, it's, it's kind of all over the place, I think. It's interesting that within this land, you have too many lands because uh, not just like the cabin in the woods and the El Royale, but the El Royale itself has two lands because it's, you know, it's it's it. You know, it takes place on the state line. So you have like Nevada mm-hmm. land and 
California land. Is that right? I believe that is correct. Yeah, yes. no, Nevada and California. Um, yeah, so I just <laughs> I think that that's really fun. <laughs> yeah. As well. Um, but uh, okay. So what are we what are we thinking in terms of a restaurant for this? Uh, so I was thinking uh, on Mars, and it's just mm. all potato dishes. <laughs> it's, it's all potatoes. shit bounce break again. <laughs> Sounds perfect. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Uh so so this is where I where I reveal the cheat. Um oh. <laughs> Already he directed the pilot of The Good Place. So oh. I think that the eating areas it's it's all the froyo shops, it's the shrimp, it's yeah. all the like good place area. That's where you're yeah. going to get your food. That's, That's where good. you're going to go shop. That's so interesting that that you you decided on Drew Goddard and we have covered Cabin in the Woods in the past and we have covered the good place in the past. <laughs> so like weirdly cuz we did the good place on listener on our first listener land episode mm-hmm. and we did we did a Cabin in the Woods. I did a Cabin in the Woods retheme of uh Revenge of the Mummy. Um, when we did that episode, so I mm. think this is really interesting that we're 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 accidentally revisiting this guy. <laughs> right, right. Uh, uh, so I, I am sh- the man brave enough to bring them together. <laughs> can I, I get think, shrimp I think... out of a uh, out of a soda fountain. Yeah. Well, of course. Okay. <laughs> uh, and and but it's uh it's um uh what are those what are those uh soda machines where with the where you press the button and like oh, it's the, like the a, Coke freestyle. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a shrimp freestyle. So you oh. you go in and there's like you can click like coconut shrimp and get that or like you know mm-hmm. like popcorn shrimp or whatever. Nobody get the yeah. mystery flavor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. No. I and what's great is about about the the good place idea is that Brian's idea of a of a restaurant that's just potatoes works perfectly for the yeah, good place. That's like fine. that would totally that was probably a version of the good place like at some point uh you know in the infinite versions of the good place that existed. Yeah. Yeah. And you could have the train on the outside kind of like take you around, you know. Oh yeah. You could do like a, a you know, I imagine that you know you'll you'll see the cabin in the woods lab and the El Royale hotel but the, the, a lot of the um good place will be walk around in addition to the food i think yeah so what's the uh what what what's our uh, our low key attraction in this land in the Drew Goddard land so the idea i had for that was a uh carousel of progress esque show of El Royale. Oh, so you, yeah. So you're kind of, you, you, you know, we could even do it. Um, what is Dolly Parton's thing called? Dollywood? Um, no, the, uh, the show, the, um, Dixie Stampede. Mm. So, you, you know, how oh. they choose like red or blue or whatever. You choose Nevada or California. You, you sit in your section <laughs> and then the, you know, kind of events from the movie kind of happen as you like spin around, I think, but it's carousel of progress, but faster is basically (laughs) the only directive that I have. Um, So it's a lot of show scenes, a lot of spinning around a lot of kind of seeing the events of the movie. I think that's really cool. That's a really cool idea. Um, Really good use of uh, carousel of progress method. Mm -hmm. um, I think. Uh yeah, that's good. Um, all right. So then I guess that means that the e ticket is cabin in the woods. Gotta be cabin in the woods. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Gotta be cabin in the woods. Gotta be rise of resistance esque, where it's trackless for a lot of it. You just mm-hmm. you just got to. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's you know 
I, I think you start, you know, in the cabin, you kind of see the events happening in the cabin, things going wrong. And then you're kind of taken backstage um, to the lab. Like, I, I think. Are you are you coming in as as uh, people as sacrifices? Or are you coming in as like new employees to the facility? And they're I think like were, showing you around. I think it's I think it's the typical you're you're touring the the lab, your new recruits, you know, yeah. that that style. And so you start in the lab and they're like, okay, we're gonna show you how one of these simulations is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. And then you watch the people escape and mess it up and release all the monsters, and you're trying to get out of the lab before yeah. the giant hand comes up and uh grabs you. Oh yeah. Um, although I do like the idea that you do lose that, like the, the hand wins at the end. Oh yeah. I think the idea is you are dead at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's the only way it ends. Yeah. Um, gotta really be. satisfying way. I uh, just want to see a lot of monster animatronics in yes. it and a lot of speeding through as like, you know, scary mermaid jumps at you or a clown or something jumps at you. Yeah. Um, I actually, I, I think I want a moment where like you come into a room that's like full of like, uh, full of like a a fog effect and then you just like, you're just sitting there and then the, the aqua, the, 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 the merman sort of like just slowly comes out of the fog Mm -hmm. towards you just really slowly (laughs) and then you race away from it. But yeah, just the idea of like having that weird beat in the middle of the ride Mm -hmm. where it just suddenly stops dead in its tracks. And I, I definitely think you need to have, you know, the rise of resistance moment when you lock into place and you drop. I think that works perfect for this as well, because, you know, that there's the scene where they're all kind of in those like glass cages or whatever. Yeah. So you could kind of fall through and you just see all the monsters and maybe you even like stop elevator style. It opens. There's a monster. You drop down. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> like almost cool. like a, like an extended uh, version of that from Rise mm-hmm. of the Resistance where yep. it's a little closer to like a Tower of Terror kind of. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's pretty cool. I like that. Um, all right. Yeah. That's awesome. Would not have expected a Drew Goddard land. I'll be honest. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to swerve. Uh, so I went with Wes Anderson. I, that was um, my second choice. I'm glad I went with. I thought uh, about it. Yeah. With Edgar Wright. Uh, I think either way, like we would have, we would have done the other person's one. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I think so. Uh, yeah. So I went with Wes Anderson. Um, the look of this land to me is basically like everything. You could take a picture of any uh, uh, of you in front of anything, and everything is like symmetrical and looks mm-hmm. like amazing on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like all the colors, like this is the most painstakingly sort of uh, designed land, just in in terms of like, oh, we have to make sure that this looks good from every single angle, um, right. and not only that it looks good, but also it kind of needs to look flat. Because everything in Wes Anderson stuff kind of has that flat look to it. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm picturing that. Uh, the restaurant, I'm kind of just picturing something akin to the Lamplight Lounge where it's it's Pixar themed, you know, but not something from any of the movies. And so, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. picturing that for this as well. Uh, it's, it's Wes Anderson themed. So, it has an aesthetic that is Wes Anderson, like in the interior design of it. 
Um, the fonts on the menus are like, you know, Futura and stuff like that. Uh, and, but then also when you get the dishes themselves, they look like they're designed by like Wes Anderson, like what a Wes Anderson meal would like look like. He's a camera above it just pointed right at it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Kind of look, yeah. My hamburger um, needs to be symmetrical. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, absolutely. So, so yeah, so that's what I'm thinking for a restaurant. Um, for an attraction, I was thinking of, at first I was thinking of a play by Max Fisher, and then I thought, oh, what if Max Fisher, uh, Jason Schwartzman's character from Rushmore, um, but instead I thought, what if it was a dark ride designed by Max Fisher? Oh. And, and so the idea is, like, you're going through one of, like, if somebody, like, gave him control of, like, a, a dark ride and make it whatever he wants, that's what you're writing is is <laughs> that um sort of uh that sort of dark ride with like because like the thing about his plays uh, is like it kind of feels like it's the first time that Wes Anderson sort of like went ham on his aesthetic because like Rushmore is definitely elevated more into like Wes Anderson than Bottle Rocket is, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's not quite to Royal Tenenbaums where it feels like you're, that's like his peak and he's just been sort of like continuing down that trajectory ever since um mm-hmm. but the plays of max fisher feel like they're directed by like later day wes anderson and uh and i think having a play like where you're like you know you're you're there's like a section where you're in vietnam you know like <laughs> and and you know stuff like that um i think would be like a really uh a really cool um uh, aesthetic basis for uh, a dark ride um and it and it's literally what's great about it is like you don't need a, like a story necessarily because it's literally just a dark ride made by Max Fisher like that's the dark ride um that's the story so um, although i would like for you know in all these rides like there's a moment where something like goes wrong and yeah. that's the catalyst for the rest of the ride going i would love like the little calkin boy to come out and just in a deadpan like dry sense of humor go like oh no something's horribly gone wrong and then all of a sudden like he's <laughs> kick off into whatever the ride is at that point you know <laughs> yeah no that's great i love that um other other attractions i also thought of like a storybook style uh dark ride with fantastic mr fox oh that'd Um, be cute yeah Yeah. uh i'm thinking there's definitely a gondola ride that's based on isle of dogs oh i definitely Um, yeah that could be our tom sawyer island because the isle of dogs just like oh yeah island yeah yeah and like animatronic (laughs) dogs i think that's pretty cool that's just my heaven Um, yeah and then uh and then of course the e-ticket has to be um, Steve Zizou's underwater adventure. Uh, and, you know, it is a submarine ride, but what I'm imagining is something kind of similar to Smuggler's Run, um, where you sort of like get into the cockpit of that submarine that he drives around, um, and you, you, you know, you fill it in with your crew, and, and there's, you can, at the end of the ride, you can get video that was shot of all of you in the cockpit that like recreates that shot from life aquatic where they're all oh, in the uh-huh. submarine um and you can like get your your ride video uh of the whole thing um which i think it would be pretty cool and then um i think you know uh, i think i always like a theme park with a uh, hotel inside the Absolutely. the the theme park gates so of course the grand budapest oh. is here um and uh, i think the restaurant inside the grand budapest is probably like the high end like definitely need a reservation uh kind of thing um and uh and then of course you can also book a room at the at, at, there as well and i think i think you need two 
um, uh, uh, two parts of the of the Grand Budapest. One is like the uh, the past um, version of it, and then the other part of it is like the more rundown seventies version of it. Uh, and you can like decide which part of it you want to stay in uh, because mm. you know. Uh, what what were the pastries that that were in Grand Budapest? The... Oh yeah, the uh, Saoirse Ronan's character yeah. had like worked at like a pastry shop. That that bakery definitely needs to be courtesan au chocolat. Yeah, um, that definitely needs to be yeah. around for sure. That is the. Uh, I feel like that's going to be like the. Uh, what's the like the, the 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 candy maker or the 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 bakery that's in uh, Hogsmeade? Uh, yeah, you, you like, and they even sell like boxed ones that you could take home, and the, like you bring your friend home a chocolate frog, you bring them home one of these pastries. Right. Yeah, and they have that um very specific like pink box. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. That is like very iconic. So that would be a really cool thing to have as well. Um, I think that park sounds awesome, but I'm just imagining the standard theme park tourist outfit of like cargo <laughs> shorts and t-shirts yeah. in the Wes Anderson world. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's kind of heartbreaking of sort. It feels like you have to dress up to go in it. Or, well, yeah, I mean, that's probably true in terms of theme park goers. I do think that cast members, like cast members. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the aesthetic of the cast member outfits would just be like bonkers. Like, so oh, yeah. yeah, that'd be incredible. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know what to do with things like Royal Tenenbaums and I mean, Darjeeling Limited, I guess you could do a train thing, but like, yeah, I, I think that's everybody's least favorite Wes Anderson movie is Darjeeling Limited. Um, cause it's just like kind of there. Uh, I, I have to step in and so for our podcast um, Best Pictures we have talked about several Wes Anderson movies at this point and one of them was Darjeeling Limited which is Chad Oliver my co-host that is his favorite so I just had to wow. <laughs> jump in and I couldn't let that go unsaid without <laughs> sticking up for it I don't necessarily have a favorite one good job defending his honor <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know I had to that is fascinating. I mean, they're all watchable because the aesthetic is just like eye candy. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't even tell you. I can't even remember what the story of that one is. So It's brothers <laughs> who are mad yeah. at each other. And See, I forgot. They the movie. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought they were just friends. Um, but yeah, so so I don't know what to do with Royal Town Bombs. I'm not sure what to do with Darjeeling Limited. That isn't just a train ride. Um, and I don't know about Moonrise Kingdom either. Moonrise Kingdom. I feel like, how about this? How about we do a, uh, like a campgrounds like Disney World has, but it's the, mm. it's the campground from, uh, from there. Yeah. So you a basically have no yeah. choice but to stay in a Wes Anderson themed something or other when you come to this park. Uh, I mean, I'm going to split my time between the two is what's going to yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah, I would I would walk through the campgrounds. I would never stay there. Uh, I'm not a not a camper. That's not my vibe. I mean, I, I love that movie enough that I would do it. I'm not a camper myself either. But, you know, yeah. it kind of got to do it. Fair enough. Um, I would love. Oh, here's something. What if there's some kind of ride? Maybe this is the Royal Tenenbaums ride. Some kind of ride that is sort of like Soren. Only you're moving, the, like, you know, you're in the rack, and the rack is moving, 
like in a big circle where you're like sort of oh. rising and you're looking at different rooms again like sort of the carousel of progress concept mm-hmm. but a little different because it's not circular and you're moving around like a cutaway of a building looking yeah. at like animatronic rooms and like it's like yeah. telling you a story about the the tenenbaums that's super cool yeah super cool i think you also have to have a lot of like miniature towns you know there's that one yeah. area in epcot with like the the miniature town i think you have to have a lot of those yeah throughout that are yeah. kind of like you know each one of his movies has a miniature represented throughout the park i feel yeah. like yeah but sure. miniature version of the park itself with mm-hmm. computer figures walking around yeah yeah oh, that's yeah cute. but uh yeah lots of i would hope that yes we would have a lot of those guests that are like you know, in their cargo shorts and t-shirts, which is like definitely not the vibe of, uh, of like, get out of the pictures. But I would, <laughs> but I would hope that like, you know, in the case of like, at least for some people, some like mega fans of this theme park, um, people would come out in like, they would like uh cemetery bound, um, mm-hmm. and just <laughs> <laughs> wear some kind of outfit that feels like it belongs. Uh, just because I think that's, I think that would be fun. Listen, if people will wear wizard robes in the Orlando heat, people will wear like pastel uh, coats. Now I'm know, just imagining the Wes Anderson Park. Now I'm just imagining some dude dressed as Neo who has come over from the, the Wachowski <laughs> side of the park, going into like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> and the inversion of that'd be great too. You know, somebody just like the ball. That would be really jarring because I'm fairly certain the color black doesn't exist in Wes Anderson. No, movies. I don't think so. I can't even picture anything that's black in a Wes Anderson movie. That's like, so are weird. his credit is the credits even black in his movies? I, I feel like they're not. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I think he just has like title cards. Like, yeah, I think so. It's a whole thing. Um. Anyway. Uh. Okay. So. So, so far we have four lands. Um, I feel like there's one, there's, there's one big one. There's, there's one big one I want to mention. And then there's a second one that was sort of like the impetus for doing this episode that I feel like we should cover. Um, but, uh, the obvious one is Tim Burton. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, there should be a Tim Burton land. I mean, that, that is just like. I, the 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 merchandising alone, right? Yeah. And what's great about a Tim Burton land is like you say that there's a Tim Burton land. I don't have to describe what that looks like to you. Nah, like, I know what yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Like it doesn't Done, have to be based on. on any movie in particular. It's just uh-huh. like walking into his brain is kind of what I'm I'm picturing. Um, you know, I think that aesthetic is, uh, you know, it it'd be like you know, it'd be kind of like a nonstop like haunted mansion land it would feel like mm-hmm. oh, sounds incredible God. you're describing my dreams here <laughs> <laughs> i mean a walk around edward scissorhands feels yeah. incredible yeah. yeah uh seeing all the hedges oh um, man an, like a yeah and uh, uh hiring a cast member like artist who can like um cut like like you know like the the caricatures of people mm-hmm. like the drawing caricatures oh. but he cuts a caricature out of like a piece of paper with his scissor hands uh for okay. people or how about he makes a really little topiary cool. thing and yeah, yeah of you too. take him a little topiary <laughs> yeah or 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 like recreate your pets or something like oh, in a topiary that's cute. I oh, love that. yeah that's real wholesome yeah yeah, I mean the merchandising <laughs> alone just justifies this thing's existence already. Like, why, why, why isn't this a thing? So, <laughs> yeah. all right, Elephant in the Room, Nightmare isn't directed by him. 
No. Right, you mm-hmm. can't do Nightmare. Oh, man. You can't save that for Selic Land. Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that stays at Disney. Uh, right. Disney would never give us the rights to that. Uh. Well, yeah, that's the, that's the other tricky thing about Burton, right? Is like, you, you got to touch his that aren't Batman, aren't Alice mm. in Wonderland. Mm. Chocolate Factory, I don't know that you can do either, but well, I mean, maybe I you could. Do, that's not anywhere. I say we do any of them that is in Nightmare, <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's fair game. Um, but I will say, I think that there's... I I'm more interested almost in an in the idea of a theme park directed by Tim Burton than I am a theme park based on Tim per- Burton properties. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cuz like the that. whole thing with Tim Burton is he only has two original movies. Everything else is based on on IP that he's wow. like putting his own spin on. Uh-huh. So it's just it, it's like it's like Edward Scissorhands and uh Ed Beetlejuice. Ed Wood. Oh well, yeah, well, Edward is based on oh, someone's oh, yeah, life, yeah. so like it's right, still right, a thing sure. that existed, you know, yeah. prior Frank to him Weenie. getting involved. Frank and Weenie, that's the other one. I, He's basing that one on his, his own, own yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's true. However, it is still technically Frankenstein, but I'll give it to you. I will give it to you. Fair enough. Um, so my question, my one question about this is, and I was thinking about Tim Burton just the other day and thinking about this. Uh, <laughs> does is the entire land that aesthetic because i think when tim burton is most interesting is when you have the contrast between like you know you have like this like really like suburban neighborhood that just like all the houses look identical and then you have that paired against edward scissorhands yeah um i I think i think we should have a neighborhood that is like creepy in in that way oh Okay, well, well, because I was just thinking, I mean, you could do, like, the neighborhood thing. I was thinking of taking that concept that you're talking about, that sort of, like, juxtaposition, and, and putting that into, like, the theme park realm. So, like, okay. what does, what is, the, what is the suburban equivalent of a theme park, and then how do we juxtapose that with that Tim Burton aesthetic? Have I, I, have I think a, you have oh, to, go ahead. I think you have to, because he's very, like interested in 50s suburbia specifically he's like as a director that's one of his like focuses and how like oh it's all prim and proper and then here's all the dark stuff between it so i think you have to do what is a a 50s version of a theme park so i think it's like you have to have main street yeah you know you have to do that thing so uh i think yeah i think the way that you do that then is you take main street or you take uh you take it's a small world things that people who aren't like big theme park heads like us already find creepy but then Mm -hmm. uh, ratchet that up a little bit to be intentionally like this is unsettling and so tim burton it's a small world is maybe the best idea i've ever heard it's so good it's definitely horrifying for sure (laughs) um yeah no i think that's really good uh, and I think, I, yeah, I think in general, I, I do feel like I don't know what an e-ticket is in a Tim Burton land because he doesn't strike me as a guy who likes thrills. I mean, I guess you could do a Batman ride, um, you know, but that's the only thing that I can think of that feels like of any of his of any of his movies. I feel like the two Batman movies are the only ones that feel like they have any kind of like testosterone <laughs> like all of, and i don't mean that in a negative way at all it's just like that's not really his vibe his vibe right. isn't like thrill ride e-ticket like 
this is gonna like tear your face off kind of rides I think you could do a Beetlejuice ride where, again, using the kind of stereotypical new recruits, but you're newly dead, right? And so you go through the like newly dead area and then Beetlejuice hijacks the ride and then you go see the big worms and all of that stuff. Kind of have Beetlejuice take over because he is chaos incarnate so that feels good for yeah or even better even better it doesn't start off as you being a newly dead person you die at the beginning of the ride good oh yeah (laughs) the ride breaks and kills you yeah something falls like yeah Yeah. the machinery or something yeah or like you know like the train hitting you at the end of uh mr toad's wild ride you know (laughs) Um, like that kind of thing you get killed at the beginning and then you're and and you pass by a mirror and see what you look like dead. Yeah. Like, oh, the dead version of you. That's yeah. Great. Um and then you go through and they're like, "Yeah, just be careful of like this Beetlejuice guy." And then <laughs> and then he shows up and he's like, "Hey guys, I'm taking over this." They yeah. accidentally say his name 3 times. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or or maybe like you know, audience participation thing like they say it twice and then the idea is you in the ride vehicle have to like shout it out before the ride will like move (laughs) yeah that's good you're gonna have all those bloggers who aren't gonna say it be like oh no it's never gonna start now (laughs) i'm so clever we have to be careful with the bloggers yeah Uh, the the vloggers who make a the vloggers who made a whole video about about what happens if I don't press the hyperspace on the Millennium Falcon ride. Is the ride yeah. just not going to go? And it's like, no, it just automatically goes. Man, yeah. they got a quota. They got quotas to fill. Yeah, it's like, just got to go. <laughs> Stop ruining this ride for yourself. But with the Beetlejuice <laughs> ride, too, you can like put in because he's very referential and stuff like that. You can put in audio that kind of changes. Like, you yeah. know, you could put in a like you know, to reference recent events, <laughs> have him say something like, please stay in the vehicle. Don't try and grab a cucumber. You know, you can just slot those <laughs> things in like really quickly. Yeah. Cause you just have somebody like, cause I'm sure you will also have a Beetlejuice walk around character. Oh yeah. Uh, you just have them like record things to just plop in every now yeah, and then. That's good. I love that. Yeah. I love that. At some point in this ride, I want, I want maybe it's the end of the ride. Um, at the end of the ride, you end up in Hawaii, so you can get Beetlejuice gone Hawaiian. Yeah, the <laughs> the long rumored like the the two decade rumors sequel to Beetlejuice. Um, Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian. Uh, yeah, I like. I I think there's a lot of like good references like that you can make to things like Burton yeah. was going to work on and dinner. I think you've yeah. got to have um, Superman. <laughs> yeah, you've got to have the the just have the Nick Cage Superman walk around. Yeah, uh, Chris, Christopher right. Walken, Brainiac, yeah. the whole deal. Um, um, but I think you have to have like Fox and the Hound. You have to have like an Easter egg of that somewhere, maybe yeah. in the shrubbery or I don't know in the oh, it's sure. a Small World version. Habit, yeah, yeah, because uh, that's one of the ones that he worked on before. He was like, not for me. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> want some kind of. Have you ever seen the video of him? when he was working on Fox and the Hound where they like, like they're like walking everywhere. around and like interviewing the animators and they come into yeah. like, and here's little Tim Burton. And he just turns <laughs> and is just staring at them. Yeah. And just like slowly moving his pencil. Yeah. And just staring. <laughs> and they're like, Ah, look at Tim. He's a crack up, and he just st- keeps keeps staring. <laughs> it's like twenty one year old Tim Burton trolling the people in the animation department. 
Yeah, I do not think the nine old men appreciated him very much. No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, no, I think that's really good. Uh, I also really want some kind of, um, I would like some kind of Sleepy Hollow thing. I think that's an underrated Tim Burton movie. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's some sort of live show, maybe, uh, could be cool, but, uh, or you get, you just get on, on a horse, on like a fake horse and ride a horse and get chased by the <laughs> headless horseman. That sounds pretty good. Pretty, that sounds really cool. <laughs> I think that I, would be I, cool. I feel like a, yeah, like a, some sort of a horse ride vehicle, similar to like the, maybe like the bike. So you have to straddle it and I think that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Do it like the uh, the um, flight of passage, so they like breathe and stuff under oh, yeah. you. Oh That's yeah, good. yeah. Um, also, I mean, we haven't mentioned it yet, but just the fact that like an entire theme park, like land, and all of the rides are are uh, have feature music composed by Danny Elfman. That just like really. <laughs> Yeah. That really excites me. I'm like, yeah, I want to hear that. I want to be on a ride and hear Danny Elfman. Absolutely. Uh, for sure. You do you have can ride to the do... Simpsons ride, Scott. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, you do have to do a Chocolate River ride, right? Like, you kind of have to. Maybe I that's think? part of the It's a Small World ride. You oh. go through the Wonka factory yeah, through okay. one part yeah. of it. That, yep. That, that was nifty. I love that. I feel like that. I think that's. I think that it's a small world ride is where you get Wonka. It's where you get Frankenweenie. It's where mm-hmm. you get Corpse Bride. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, all of like the more child friendly stuff that he's done. I feel like that all goes there. Alice in Wonderland. Um, yeah. Big eyes. Yeah. Big eyes. Of course. <laughs> uh, big fish. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My father's a liar. Big adventure. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be funny if it did have like little because, you know, it's just the little dolls. You know, they look like his drawings, but it does recreate some of his movies where it doesn't make any sense for a ride to be. So that would be mm. your big fish, your Ed Wood. Yeah. Uh, Miss Peregrine, like yeah. all that stuff. Just have little quick scenes. But they yeah, are now I like drawn. that. You gotta do a peewee thing as well. Oh, I think. Yes, oh yeah. Why did, yeah, how do we miss Peewee? I guess Peewee <laughs> Peewee's the show, right? Peewee's the show. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that like that's great, that's right? the that's the live the live show that you get to go see is like a Peewee thing, I feel like. Um unless unless you wanna do like some wacky like his breakfast machine, but you do like the equivalent of a ride. That's like oh. <laughs> yeah. it's just like uh what are those things called um uh, rube goldberg. Goldberg. yeah like a rube goldberg ride mm-hmm. that's cool. like the, or that could be the be restaurant cool. you you could have it that, that oh, similar yeah. idea and it'd be peewee's big restaurant oh my that's god another restaurant hell yes yeah oh my uh, god i love the idea of like trying to eat lunch and just hearing now I hate to bring up Johnny Depp singing, but I want to have Mrs. Lovett's pie shop in there. As oh well. yes, yeah, um, yeah. No, that's cool because then you could have like you can have like a like a window with like a projection of Sweeney Todd mm-hmm. giving people haircuts. Or oh, shaves. that's good. And you yeah, just hear a like thud from, from the back room. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then your food comes out. Yeah. And you walk out with the pie. Uh, yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. For you. Or maybe there's even like a um like uh something that guests can like pull like a 
Ah, like like yes. something like some kind of thing that you get to go over and pull, and you just hear the guy like get like dropped in there. Because every guest get to wants to do murder. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you drop down. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um. Okay. I, I mean, the only thing left to do is like a Batman ride, which I think is like a big kind of like another like big Rise of the Resistance kind of style ride. But it's Six Flags be, has right? done that so successfully already. Why would we need a <laughs> right, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> um so we we do uh yeah so i feel like you know we've already established that like batman can control the batmobile like from his cave or like wherever so i feel like that's the thing is like the batmobile comes and picks you up and has to get you out of gotham while something crazy is happening um and i feel like that's the i feel like that's the dark ride right and you like mm-hmm. enter into like there's like this big area where you like you like drive through gotham and you can like look around and see yeah you know, that's like the big off factor moment i feel like and then you could do the uh the christmas uh layover and it'd be batman returns yes <laughs> yes absolutely i love that um okay very cool uh and then i think it's worth it's worth mentioning then moving on to our i, I think what'll be our final land um the whole reason we're doing this is because at first, we were going to do a whole Christopher Nolan uh, episode, so we should just do we should do a Christopher Nolan land, right? Like, let's yeah, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. have to do a Christopher Nolan land. Speaking of Batman, yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. I think the uh, the first thing that um, I, I I want to establish right off the bat is that we need a prestige magic show, and oh, yes, um, and I think that you do. It's a thing where you get to select whose magic show you're watching, like. You know, it's the same venue, but depending on the time of day, you're either going to see like Hugh Jackman's show or uh, 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 Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Thank you. Um, I was getting hung up on Christopher Nolan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, either Hugh Jackman or Christian Bale's uh, Disappearing Man uh, magic show. How about uh, something they tell you you're going to go on a ride, but then you end up sitting down, they put a harness over your shoulders, and then uh, Christopher Nolan just makes you watch Tenet in a theater. (laughs) (laughs) And charges you for it, an extra on top of it, yeah. (laughs) He's got to recoup it somehow. Uh, I think a memento ride that goes backwards could be cool. Whoa. Um, Kind of like your vehicle goes backwards and you're going backwards through the scenes, uh, which I guess could also be a Tenet ride. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's also (laughs) kind of the Tenet ride. Because Tenet at least has the room, you know, you go in that like mm-hmm. chamber. So you could like go in the chamber yeah. and then do the entire ride in reverse. But you're right. That's also kind of memento. Maybe it's both. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe you do both. <laughs> or, or maybe Christopher Nolan just keeps recycling the same idea. <laughs> yeah. Over and over again. <laughs> uh, I did not enjoy the film, but I think an interstellar ride could really have some cool, if they really try to go hard science and do some cool, like visual, yeah. uh, like what is what would falling through a black hole actually look like? Yeah. You know, something. Like and that. obviously, that robot, that big blocky, stupid robot in Interstellar, oh, yeah, Tars. just like walking around this land. Hell yeah! yeah. It's um, like such an impractical robot. I love it so much. No, I know it's Weird the idea. stupidest robot. I think it would be cool seeing all like the 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 planet, like the planet that Matt Damon's on, like oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. dipping down into that planet. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, shooting I mean, they back could pull- through space. 
yeah. Kip Thorne out, the physicist who helped on that movie, and say like, what are some just some cool things that would look cool in a ride that we could do? Maybe you jump from planet to planet or something. That would, yeah, that'd be yeah. Awesome. I mean, I, I think, think the cool. library scene would look really cool in a mm-hmm. ride. Like, I, I think this is probably like a simulator ride, is what sort of makes right. sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it could yeah. be something like uh, what we were talking about with the, the the flight to Wakanda ride, like that was rumored, where you're sort of like in a seat that's floating and there's like 360 projections around you. That yeah. That'd be really cool for this. Yeah. 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 I was picturing like, like you get on and it's almost, it seems like it's going to be like a star tours thing. And then at some point when like, you know, it gets crazy and you're going to be in like the library uh, mm-hmm. section, all of the walls on the ride vehicle fall away. Oh um, yes. Yeah. And it's just like this like big reveal that like, Oh no, the ride vehicle is just the platform you're on. And like, that's yeah. it. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. I love how practical um, our parks are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They're very cheap to do parks. Uh, it, it, okay. So we have to do, I mean, I, I think the e-ticket is obviously um, our uh, uh, dream ride, our inception ride, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Entering oh, yeah. someone's dreams, uh, a, a sleeping animatronic uh <laughs> Do, do you sort. do the same three levels or do you do completely original levels? So like maybe this isn't the the heist from Inception. Maybe yeah. it's a new heist. That's yeah. what I do. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so too. Just so you it, don't have to do the snow part. Right. Uh, well, well, yeah. And I, and I think that it's, it's, you know, the, the interesting thing is not going to be, you want Cobb also obviously like doing the ride videos at the beginning, describing yeah. what you're going to do. Like that whole crew has to like show up and like, tell you each part of that's the best thing about the nolan land is that right. all the exposition is going to be dope like just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> chef's kiss perfect theme park exposition um uh, but I think you have but, to set it before the events of the movie just to not ruin the end of the movie mm-hmm. so i think it's got to be like a, so i guess well no because what you do is you leave everyone with the idea that like oh maybe they were in a dream the whole time like uh... all of this is a dream uh, yeah. So I think I think everybody is describing what you're what you're doing and they're training you on how to do mm-hmm. uh an inception heist and uh and then you go inside someone's dream. And then you cool exit through the... a gift shop and you can buy your own totem. Yes. <laughs> Hell yes. For the ending of that one to get back to where your loading area was, it would be cool if you were the kick was just you falling backwards through uh mm-hmm. like kind of a roller coaster type area. Yeah. Backwards through the dreams you could see in front of you as you go back. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, the yeah, kick this... would be a really cool part of that to just yeah. like fall backwards. Is this a multi launch coaster then? I think where, so. like with, I'm thinking with each kick, it's like a launch. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then a you backwards... slow into yeah. like a show scene and then another kick happens and you go further. I feel like yeah, that it's yeah. a multi-kick coaster. Yeah. You like you kick back, you go forward and it's like a car chase. You kick back, you go forward, it's a big fight. Right. Kick back. Some locale that's not uh not the snow area, like a jungle maybe. Yeah. I don't know. What <laughs> do you got against snow? I I that is my <laughs> least favorite part of that movie is is the snow section. Oh. Um but that area i like obviously when they go back into limbo which is kind of happening at the same time but that has always been the like weakest part to me so i'm like eh, i may be blaming it on the snow and it's not the snow's fault (laughs) but (laughs) it's definitely the most james bondish that that movie gets is in that snowy area yeah um 
But uh, all right, cool. So that's uh, that's quite a director's park, I would say. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. going on. Yeah, it. yeah. So uh, anyway, thanks for uh, listening, everybody. Uh, Cody, tell people where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cody Lunsford underscore. Most importantly, you can find me on Letterboxd at Cody Lunsford, uh, which is where I will share my really in-depth movie takes. Um, you can find the show that I host, Best Pictures, where we talk about our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. Uh, you can find that at We Pick Picks or wherever you find podcasts. Um, I don't care if you follow us on social, just go listen to the podcast. Uh, you can also listen to We Need to Talk About Spider-Man, where Scott was a guest defending, kind of defending Spider-Man 3. Defending? Um, yeah, we were... I, we, I don't think I was defending so much as I, I just, I, I, I feel like it needs an explanation. <laughs> well, I will tell you, after, after recording an episode on Amazing Spider-Man, I missed the days of Spider-Man 3. Yeah, uh, Because that's I fair. did not have a great that's time. A reason, so. That's the reason why Spider-Man Minutes stopped with Spider-Man 3. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of continuing to go. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you can also find that show wherever you find podcasts. They're both uh, That Might Be Cool uh, production podcasts. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Nice. And uh, if you guys want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at Theme Park, at Theme Park This, um, all of that stuff. And uh, check out our Patreon, JulianGenre.com slash support, where for as little as $3 a month, you can support the Dueling Genre Podcast Network, this show, and get the Theme Park This Fast Pass episodes that come out monthly. Um, we have an episode... I think by the time you're hearing this, we just dropped an episode about Michael Eisner. Uh, so that's Whoa. that's exciting, right? You guys <laughs> want to hear us talk here, about guys. Michael Eisner? Yeah, <laughs> I come mean, on. I'd rather listen to that than a Bob Chapek episode. So. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, that I can promise you, we will not have a Bob Chapek episode unless something insane comes out about him. Um, right. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Uh, that's, that's Theme Park This this week. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye, everyone.